Speak to anyone on the evangelical left and they'll tell you that council culture doesn't exist. They'll maintain that council culture is merely just consequences, that people are simply being held to account for things that they are saying or doing, and by holding them to account, they're only using free speech. But the question is, are these consequences proportionate? Is it a valid outcome to be fired from your job for stating that, for example, women are adult human females? And how far does council culture go? Does it just affect celebrities and big names, or is it something that we should all worry about? Nick, you just fucking do it. Welcome to Sounding Board, the podcast about free trade, free markets, and importantly this time, free speech. Thank you. Why couldn't why couldn't I do that after ten attempts or whatever? Are we gonna are we gonna put on all of the attempts? No, it's like no, a we blooper cer- reel. We certainly not. I still think no. Well, we'll save that for next time. Anyway, welcome welcome to Sounding Board. Um, so I wanted to do a podcast about free speech for quite a long time now. Um, we you know we probably five or six weeks um, ago I had I kind of came into contact with it myself well yeah we're middle of January now yeah and, and I think, I think end of November beginning of December yeah uh, I think I think it was probably probably beginning of beginning of December I kind of came in in contact with uh, with almost not no platforming but you know kind of council culture um, and then shortly afterwards well, you did as well yes yeah, so talk about talk about your experience first and I'll talk about well, yeah so I, I I can't remember exactly what I tweeted it was something around were you just were you just baiting socialists as per usual? I think I was baiting lockdown fanatics, um, zealots. Okay, and yeah. and I, t- t- I tweeted something something around not following the rules or using your common sense and seeing your. Families. Oh, I remember this. You you said you know you'll you'll feel better, you'll live longer, you like, all these kind of all these. Yeah, kind of it, was, it was. It was you, you said it'd be better for you to, to ignore the rules. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then and I had yeah, I had lo- yeah it was retweeted by you know several people who had massive followers. So then it kind of you know didn't go particularly viral, but it, it kind of yeah. Got Did you get a pylon? Um, I had a I had a minor pylon, a little mini pylon, but pylon. In the in the scheme of things, that's kind of our size. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, to be fair, I have more people, more positive people say, "Yeah, this is this is great." You know, I agree a hundred percent. But then I had the odd few, you know, a few people who kind of came at me, and uh, some of the people were, or at least one in particular, was trying to find out where I worked because I was kind of checking out their Twitter accounts afterwards. So I and how were they doing that, incidentally? What were they saying? Just they were just asking each other. Yeah, to and find out. just 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 you know tr- um, just discussing it. And so I thought, you know what, I better I better act fast. So I quickly went private. Um, I t- I changed my bio, so I didn't. I no longer said head of IT at a tech company. I just yeah. kind of put a, a couple left the things on about sounding board. Um, uh, yeah, went private, removed my surname from Twitter. Um, and then I went dark on LinkedIn as well because right. I, didn't, I didn't want people to find me on LinkedIn. So I, I set I set LinkedIn so that only people who I was connected with could see me. First degree connections. Yes, yeah, first degree connections. Uh, so nobody else could see me. I changed my avatar so it was me presenting in front of about 50 odd people. And it was just like the back of my head. So, you know, just sure. clever stuff like that. Didn't And, um, you know, I wasn't worried, but, you know, I kind of didn't want anything to anything to happen because, you know, this is my, I've been in a permanent job now for the first time for, you know, for about 20 years. Yes. My boss is pretty sound, but you never really know what's going to happen if, if someone comes at you. Yeah. Um, but I kind of did that, thought nothing of it, and then a few days later, well, I thought this was related. Um, I, and it, and it may well have been. It may well have been. Yeah, because we don't we don't know the actual uh, you know, specific names of, of Twitter avatars and things, do we? Uh, a few days later, uh, this is where this story picks up. I actually didn't even notice. We we uh, we have various email addresses at, at work. You know, standard group email addresses info at sales at these kinds of things uh, and and this person had emailed sales and I'm not in the slack channel that those particular emails go into because I don't want to see all the, the guff that's going in there all the time and I can see various people talking about and someone made a comment about about me and said oh that you know this person you know is funny or whatever and I was like I, I honestly don't know what you're talking about um, and so it was first thing in the morning but it must have been 10 or 11 o'clock by the time that somebody said, have you not read that email yet? I went, what are you talking about? I was like, 
the person trying to get you fired. I was like, what? <laughs> trying to get me fired? So I then go and have a look. And there's this email with someone and it's, I, I assume it's probably a fairly standard template for, you know, are you aware of this person who works for you? It's this name and, and these are the horrible things that they've been saying. And, and this in particular, uh, attached loads of screenshots from a mobile phone of Twitter um, of things that I had tweeted and uh, and some of the things that you tweeted as well actually <laughs> because because you retweeted them yes I think that was yes it, wasn't it? yeah sure. it, it, exactly um, and then for, for, for example I mean one of them might have been that one that you've just outlined where you've said to people look it's, you know, life's too short for your own good you need to not follow the and rules they, and they sent this to the sales they sent this to, address. To, to the sales email address only. So presumably they... they it's the only one really publicly available on our website. Sure, and presumably they, they just searched for your name in, in either LinkedIn or Google, found, yep. found you... Oh, I'm very easily found, found. ...found your company and just found an email I'm, address. It's interesting. I went, I went through a period probably 10 years ago, maybe a bit less than that, where I tried to eradicate myself from, from you know, the online space. And I did a pretty good job, but then it became necessary for me to write and have my name associated with publications for work. Uh, and so, if you Google my name, or you know, please listener, duck, duck, go, uh, then then you will find. You, in fact, you'll find you'll find me and a guy um, with the same name as me, who's a solicitor, who's clearly well. When I created that vacuum, he filled it. There's a there's a there's a solicitor who who who's, who's now everywhere if you Google it. But you'll find me and this guy. You'll find stuff I've written for publications in the industry I work in. You'll find my LinkedIn. You'll now find my Twitter. Even though I've only been active on Twitter for a year, I've been a member for you know ten plus. Um, so it's very easy to find me. I'm not hiding. You can find me, my name, my job title, the company I work for. And I and I know that when I tweet, I'm not I'm not shouting about it. But if someone wants to go and find it, they can. Um, I'm also in uh, not a unique position, but I am in. Shall we use the term privileged? <laughs> I'm in I'm in a fortunate position where I'm basically unsackable. Now nothing's ever that simple. You know, if I went off and started murdering people, I'm sure there'd be some words said. But someone coming at us with some nonsense about what I've tweeted. And anyone who reads these tweets, you know, I, they're not, they, they weren't even that provocative, the ones that they posted. You know, one of, the, one of them was just because I said something even remotely nice about Trump. And I think, I think it was only, I said I wanted to interview him. I said, yeah, was, you, he, posted, he, you, posted, you posted a link to that really good interview where, where he was kind of had a sit down with, with some other guy. Yes. And you just put a comment down saying that this is, you know, Trump is respectful if you treat him with respect. I would yeah. love to interview him myself. Yeah, I said so I'd fly over there if he wanted to, wanted to be interviewed. Uh, I said, what, what a gentleman, something like that. Uh, that, that. That's apparently abhorrent and, uh, and deserves to be, uh, I deserve to be sacked for that. Um, so yeah, I'm in a I'm in a fortunate position uh, whereby it doesn't it doesn't matter. You know, the guys in the office had a laugh. They they know who I am. They know they know what uh, uh, what I, I I struggle. I try not to say this word. Believe they know what I believe in. I I don't think that's right. I don't want to make it into a religious thing. It's not what I believe. There are things that are right that I know about that I espouse. I don't know yeah, what they, else to they, say. They know what your opinions are on, on these things and your views, I guess. Yes, exactly. And also, so your, I guess, so your your boss is sound, but also your part shareholder. So no, exactly. This is it. Well, look, look, he's my he's the best man at my wedding. Yeah, I've I've known him for a long, long time. We are we are partners in this. It's not going anywhere. Um, and 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 that and that's just the way it is. So. This was a cancellation attempt that, that fell flat. But I, I pity anybody in the position where they can't be themselves on, on Twitter. I have, my handle is Mr. Nick Elliott. I am me on Twitter. I'm not hiding. It's my face, it's my name. And I take, I do take a sense of pride in that but I, but I know that I am fortunate to be in that position where I can. I, I always use the phrase uh, Douglas Murray um, 
said, uh, I think, in one of his books about having a wobbly hierarchy above you. Most people have a wobbly hierarchy. I don't. I'm not. I'm not dependent in that way. Uh, I, I I was in the past. Uh, you know, maybe I couldn't have done this 15 years ago. Um, I totally understand anyone who has a completely anonymous social media account uh, that that you know that voices opinions not with their name or with their or with their face. Um, I feel fortunate that I that I can. Sure, because because I, I I was in that position when I was contracting, obviously, and when the market was good, and when the when the government didn't screw it up with all the IR thirty five legislation, mm. not to mention you know COVID and everything that's been that's been going on. You know, I was I was my own boss for for almost twenty years, uh, so I kind I was kind of almost uncancelable mm. at that stage. Um, it's interestingly, I I so I I have had a an anonymous Twitter account for like my my slightly more. Extreme. I haven't even told you about this, have I? Um, you, well, yeah, I found out about this about a week ago, and yeah, I'm 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 really surprised. I didn't I didn't realize. Oh, well, I, 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 it's fine, obviously, um, and I've considered it now. Um, I don't think I need to, but yeah, yeah, because I and I think I, I think I started. Yeah, because in fact, I told you about this when we did our first recording of this podcast. Yeah, and the recording failed. Yes, that, that's that's when I told you. This one will be better. Trust me. Um, and so I, I started this. I think it was it was about yeah it would have been about four or so years. It was about around Brexit. It was around Brexit. I kind of started this anonymous Twitter account. Right. So was it when you say around Brexit, <laughs> that covers a multitude of things. Okay, so Do you mean the just, referendum? It was just before the referendum. It was like right. a, maybe a week before the referendum. Okay. So did did you do this because of the political divide and the the toxicity? of being seen as a lever? Uh, I did it because I wanted to I wanted to tweet a bit more about Brexit and I didn't want to just kind of bore everyone because I, so I, I kind of... But you wanted some, a different set of followers? Yeah, for sure. And I, and I I'd kind of, at the time I hadn't, you know, we, we, we hadn't started sounding bored. My Twitter feed was kind of part tech. Um, yes. So I built up, you know, like a few hundred followers from... You know, people who are following me because of the, the tech stuff I did. I didn't want to. This yeah, and, is it. and obviously, tech is massively. I mean, you know, I was working in London at the time. I was the only person I knew who voted Remain. You know, tech. Remain? Is, uh, sorry, who voted? <laughs> who Jesus. voted leave? Who voted leave? Because everyone was voting Remain. You know, tech is massively left wing. Are you coming um, out as a Remain? No, no. Well, uh, yeah, now Remain outside the EU. <laughs> um, We're all Remainers now. We're all Remainers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I wanted to kind of, and this was before sounding board, before I properly come out as like you know like an anarchist. Um, yeah. So I thought, you know what, I'll just I'll have this other Twitter account, uh, and I'll kind of I'll just kind of tweet mm. anonymously about these views. And it wasn't I wasn't using it to abuse people or to. So it wasn't a trolling it. account. It wasn't. A, I know you, but I can't. You know, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with trolling. The tro- trolling in the 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 precise definition of trolling, where where you where give that definition. So proper trolling is not just being nasty. No, I, I don't mean being abusive. Yeah, trolling is when you make someone else an unwitting participant in your gag. <laughs> okay, so when when you're when you're winding them up and they don't know they're being wound up, <laughs> or they don't know they're being played, that kind yes. of thing. Um, so that's that's proper trolling. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, yes, I would use it for that, but I wouldn't be—I wouldn't be nasty. Um, I wasn't using obnoxious language. Um, I was just tweeting about the stuff that I kind of tweeted. The jokes about. on you. Yeah. That's trolling, isn't it? But and I was just tweeting, but you know, the kind of stuff that I've been tweeting recently from my own personal account because since we've been doing sounding board, uh, yes. I, you know, it, it's my, my my account has changed from being kind of part tech, part politics, part F one to. Basically, just being kind of political, um, so I, I found myself not using that account as much. Um, but yeah, that was all. That was all, all I did. So have you gone? Have you gone back to it more? No, I haven't used anything. I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm because it's anonymous. I don't even know if I am following you or that you're you following me. Yeah. That'd be funny if I stumbled across. Well, I'd know if I was following you, wouldn't I? I think so. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're following. I mean, you may have stumbled across some of my tweets or something yeah. in, in the past. I'm, I'm not too sure. But I, I've stopped using Twitter not because of this council culture, but because yes. I just found myself getting wound up over Christmas with 
everything that was going on, all the r- rules and regulations. Uh, so I just well, I think you know I've been withdrawing from uh, all media. Yeah, me too. Me and too. we had this discussion, did we? But a few days before Christmas, kind of the week before Christmas, and I think we both kind of revealed that we were toying with the idea of of stopping, tw- not yeah, pausing Twitter. Yeah, and I just deleted everything from my phone. I deleted LinkedIn. I deleted Twitter. Yes. I deleted all this stuff. Um, I didn't have Facebook anyway, but removed all that from my phone. Um, and it's been it's been lovely. I did the same thing, and I've not been reading or in any way consuming any news. I, you know, in fact, so Chris, Christmas Day, uh, and uh, I'm I'm pleased to say that you were around here eating Christmas dinner with us, uh, your family, uh, our our parents, brother, everyone round here on Christmas Day, uh, and. And you mentioned something about a trade deal on Brexit, and I was like, "Honestly, ain't got a clue." Didn't that that was that was complete news to me that that there was a deal, um, and but there was something, there was just like a, even then I felt a little weight lifted that I didn't know, but it's okay. <laughs> I I wanted to be informed. I've always wanted to be informed. I always liked keeping abreast of the news and and analysis and all of this. And I still do like that, but now is different. Now, right now, is so. It's it's so toxic, but it's but it's also it's a clown show, and but also it's just it's just repetition. We're going we're going through this now for however many times you know we're in lockdown number you know eighty five, and it's dial up the restrictions, dial up the fear, dial down this, dial up that. The same arguments being used, but the same arguments being used both sides. I'm. I mean this with every respect to everyone that I follow or follows me. I was getting bored by my own side as well. Did you Did you feel this? Yeah, I did, and also one of one of the things, um, and we're kind of veering off council culture a little bit now. But one of one of the things that was winding me up was that because of this supposed new strain, of, which there were there were well maybe well, a, about a, a new strain, thousand new strains, yeah. Um, but because it was easier to pass on, some of the people who were against the original lockdown we're now saying well now, now perhaps it's a good idea because it's it's you know look at look at look at the amount of test cases positive test results etc etc uh, now's a good time so so the people were who weren't in favor of lockdown initially were now so we were losing people we, 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 to we, the other side we were, they were men down they were men down right um and and that that was winding me up um people were still not opposing lockdown from a moral point of view um, and I think that's one of the reasons. I'm well. happy for people to oppose lockdown and all the restrictions in any way they kind of want to. But you know, is it important that they're coming at it from the right the right standpoint? I th- I think it is. I, I think it because if you is that not a purity problem? No, I I, I, I don't think it is. Um, I, Granted, I, I think it's the the greatest of all the reasons. Everything flows from that. I, I think this is one of the reasons why why people were were were, were veering off of course. because because they 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 they'd probably tweeted early that uh, you know we we don't want to lock down because of you know this this and this and now that it's become worse and we're getting you know a certain number of test cases per day they're forced to row back and say yes well you know I'm 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 sticking to my guns and yes we didn't need it then but we do need it now yeah I mean whereas if you come at it from a moral point of view then you know. You never need it. Yeah. Well, you know, without turning this into a COVID podcast, it's all built on sand. Absolutely, all of it, isn't it? Uh, Because of the the way the tests work, why they count deaths. You know, mysteriously, flu's disappeared. Can I get? Can I get one little? Before we go back to cancel culture, I want to get one little COVIDy thing in here, and it's something that just came to me, and I don't know because I've not been on. I've not been on Twitter, so I don't know whether this is already a thing already. But you know how it's. The, the right approach uh, with things like this is to is to mock it. Sure. And you almost need to go through various stages, almost like going through the stages of grief. You know, you need to get to a certain point that you can mock it. We've been mocking things at various points, but I've got I've got something else now. And because you know, people talk about the Rona and stuff like this. You know, just I, I love to any terms like that. Um, I want like pluralizing COVID. I want to. I want to start doing that. You've got the COVIDs. No, 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 no. No, you, you're you see, you're combining two things there. I think there's. I think there's two things we need to do. One is put the in front of COVID. So you say like like he's got he's got the AIDS. He's got the COVID. I think I think that sounds really funny. We say, oh, have you got the COVID? 
But you see, you're that's laughing. That's why they're calling it the Rona. Exactly, like the Rona. But the COVID, I think, is good because it makes it almost sound more serious. The, the, the Rona doesn't sound as serious as the COVID. But yet, you see, we say the flu. No one bats an eyelid at the flu. So let's call it the COVID. Have you had the COVID yet? But then the other thing is the pluralization of COVIDs, like they're the particles, okay? So like, oh, you better wash that. It's got COVIDs all over it. <laughs> yeah, I, I treat it like, like cooties. It's got, oh, it's got COVIDs on it. You need to wash off all the COVIDs. Wash off all the COVIDs. Oh, look, I've gone covered in COVIDs. I think these are excellent ways of mocking it. Because I was trying to, I was trying to think of if, <laughs> is, there, is there a name that we can that we can we can give it, you know? And I was trying to be as obnoxious as possible, thinking right, can yeah, sh- should it be called lung aids or something, <laughs> something like this? And I, and I remember thinking, you know, I remember thinking, you know what, that wouldn't be out of place if they if they'd have called it lung aids. It wouldn't, you know, with all the hyperbole that's been going well, on. Well, AIDS was a big health scare. And then I, well, then I started thinking, I started casting my mind back to like the 80s and the 90s. Um, you know, when I, I'm trying to think how old I was when I first started having like sex education. And it would have been the late 80s. Late 80s, yeah. Uh, when the AIDS crisis was a big thing. People weren't making as big a thing about AIDS as they are about the Rona. And it's just, it just, it's, it's, it's crazy that, that. But it, well, but AIDS, AIDS was a health scare. Everyone was you know, a huge, millions of people were going to die of AIDS. But it was, it was, it was seen in a, in a positive. And maybe I'm not describing this very well. But there's, there's, an, I was trying to compare the public's kind of reaction to these things, mm. uh, to, 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 you know, to, to dangers or events, and yeah, when things like, you know. People talk about like the blitz spirit and and about kind of you know when when we have like world wars everyone kind of comes together or for example when I mean another example is like in America in nine eleven we had the seven seven bombings in London yes which, which, I mean, yes that was very close to me I mean it was literally like a hundred yards away from oh I remember speaking to the phone from where I was um, but the the attitude was always we're not going to let this beat us it was always it was always positive Whereas right with the Rona it's well you've got to let it beat you. You've just got to let it beat you, and you've got to stay in your house, and you've got to you've got to let it win until it goes away of its own accord, and then maybe we'll let you out. It was never I'm not going to let this beat me. I'm going to carry on living my life. None of that. Oh, you Absolutely mean none of that? Right. So you're you're talking about the government kind of response, well, just people people's response in general, and and even yeah, like, yeah with 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 AIDS and sexually transmitted diseases, like you know you can do these things and they can protect you but you can still be fine you can still go and live your life where it's like whoa whoa you cannot live your life at all yeah um what about everybody else you know it's, it's just it's a completely different different change actually i mean it's a, and just just carrying on with the, the whole kind of with, with the whole aids thing um in california uh you can you can knowingly transmit hiv to somebody and that's fine they decriminalized that they decriminalized it didn't they wasn't that long ago? I don't no, think. it was like yeah, I think it was last year. Maybe might have been twenty nineteen. Yeah, wasn't that long ago. They decriminalised that, so that's absolutely fine. But you got to wear a mask. Oh. Right? Are we turning this? Look, I could talk about this for ages. Do you want to talk about this, or do you want to get back to your? I want to get back free to, speech. I want to get back to free speech. Go on then. So I want to talk a bit about the purge. The purge. The purge. Oh yeah, you've you've been off Twitter, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh right. So you're talking about it's about Trump. Uh, that's that's part of it. That's part of it. Because obviously they've been. There've been. I, I'm aware of people that I followed, past tense, that have been banned from Twitter over the last year. People that were regularly in my feed, and then suddenly, oh, so and so's gone. They're now only available in. Yeah, man in down, Parliament. man down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then you know, I've been, I've been banned now twice. Uh, suspended. Suspended. Yeah, yeah, suspended. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, I've had my. But you know, the first one was twelve hours. Next one was. A week was it? Or whatever. <laughs> like, like it ramps up. It ramps up. Hang on, that, that's more than exponential growth. That that's, that's there's, there's no Gompertz curve to to Twitter. And that was that was when we were testing it out to see exactly what would get each other banned. Wasn't yes, it? because sounding board account was was, was I had a twelve hour ban, but I had the full week. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was. I mean, I'm, I'm aware now that I am on very dodgy ground now. Um, and, and you know, that was all automatic stuff. That wasn't based on being reported in any way. Can I just say one thing? Going back to the um, the cancellation attempt on on my life, um, I've got like a hundred and fifty, like hundred and seventy followers. 
that is nothing. Yet someone emailed the company I worked for to try and get me fired. There can be there can be no dissent from anybody, no matter how small. I just they're, think they're, that's they're, worth talking about. Ira- they want you eradicated. Everybody. Yeah. Is it? Do you think they think it's easier to maybe get someone who's not a public figure, who's not you know in quotes popular? Yeah, it could be seen as being low hanging fruit. It yeah, could, it could be a, a scalp. T- it could be it could be a, a ship that that they can easily sink. Yes. Um, you know, it's yeah. It, it, could, it could be all those. So you don't know how many. T- you know, you don't know how many people that idiot emailed that morning. They could be doing it every single day. Yes. ten or twenty people a day, just checking for, you know, for, for certain keywords on Twitter, digging them out with a group of their friends, and then just firing off these similar yeah. similar emails. They could yeah. be doing it all the time. We just don't know the numbers of these things. No. It's, it's quite worrying to be honest, because like you said, most people have these wobbly hierarchies. They're not as secure as you or I. And people could be getting fired left, right, and centre. Yeah, but anyway, the point I was making before that was the the people getting banned from Twitter. Obviously, it's been going on for a while. It started getting a bit worse, which is when there was there was a bit of an exodus in the middle of the year to Parley, Parley, Parla. I still don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that one, and we all joined, and then nothing much happened. But yeah, since I've been off air, um, good old Trump got um, got suspended, banned, banned permanently. Suspended. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, they call it permanent suspension. It's like, well, that's a ridiculous. It's, it's yeah, banned. Um, so he, he, yeah, he, he effectively had his, his Twitter. Were there account. other people in the run up to that, or was that what's just triggered now another exodus? No, I think I think that was that was the big one. So to be honest, I was I thought I thought they would do it as soon as he left because I'd. I'd I'd listened to some podcasts with Jack Dorsey from Twitter, and he gave a bunch of reasons why they shouldn't really ban the President of the United States because it was in like the national interest and the public interest that they. they but as soon as he wasn't President, then that's so, fair so game. I, I, remember, I remember thinking, well, as soon the as moment he, inauguration happens, sure, yeah, I thought I thought he was going he was going to get he was going to get banned then. Um, I think they, yeah, they just don't. I just don't think they had the balls to tweet it, to, to 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 delete him earlier because he. I, I think. Were they waiting for him to play any last remaining, can I say, Trump cards? No, I think they were worried that while he was president, he would take too many followers with him. And if it was towards the end of his presidency or he was no longer president, it wouldn't matter as much because people wouldn't. I mean, really we're care. very close to the end of this term now. Sure. And which is why I think they've, they've done it now. So they can still say, you know what? We did it, and whilst he was still president, and they can big themselves up. Yeah. Um, but it's still it's it's as close to him being not president. It doesn't really matter anymore. So just coming off of the Twitter sphere for a moment, I am aware that they're trying to impeach him again. I think that's happening like right now, isn't it? And I mean, this is we could talk about Trump for a minute. This, I mean, this is so ridiculous, isn't it? Well, did, you see, did you see the tweet? I think I sent you the article about the two tweets that, that got him banned. That was yeah. such a reach. Well, okay, so again, catch up here. Um, their reasons, I mean, their reasons are bogus, but this is in relation to the, the rally he held in front of the Capitol building and the subsequent protests that then some people broke into the Capitol building. Yeah. Now... Let's just put aside for a moment, shall we, all of the, in quotes, mostly peaceful protests in the States in the early middle part of this year, anything after the the Floyd, you know, murder, Um, all of the Antifa stuff, we're talking about burning businesses, looting, rioting, and the media... And Twitter, absolutely fine. Absolutely fine with all that. But now, the moment that some people, again, I, I, I think, we could, can we not use the term mostly peaceful, you know, there as well, with, with what they were doing in the Capitol building, I'm not condoning their actions, but it's not comparable to going and stealing from shops and burning them down. Yeah, and hitting people with bike locks and and, and yes. leaving people unconscious and all sorts, yeah. Yeah, e- e- exactly. Um, 
of the article and the tweets that it mentioned that you that you sent me. Um, I mean, my 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 favourite was Trump saying, and you described it as the greatest reach in history or something. Trump saying, just to confirm, I'm not going to be there on inauguration day. I am not turning up. And and bearing in mind that's news. The president is always there. It's the handover. It's the peaceful transition of power, one president to another. And he's there going, I'm not going to that inauguration. Because he thinks it's a sham. Because because he thinks the election was stolen, etc., etc. And so he's like, I'm just not going, just to confirm. That apparently is an incitement to violence. What what the, what the hell? How 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 on earth are you are you drawing that conclusion? That, that's why I said it was the greatest reach I've ever, yeah. I've ever read. Um, Would well, you want to talk about incitement for a bit? We we can do. I was going to talk. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the, just the purging. Carol, Carol. things that were happening. So, but just just to talk. To, you you were talking about how the media were, uh, you know, like, like the the protests. Oh, they just misunderstood. Were mostly <laughs> mostly peaceful, or whatever the phrase was. But I, I was listening to Jeff Deist on Tom Woods, mm. um, and he he had a great line where he said, "The media are in the business of creating narratives, not reporting news." Oh. And that's exactly what it is. They're not, they're not reporters anymore. No. They're, they're absolutely not reporters. Um, but yeah, so a few things, and, and you may not be aware of, of all of these things, but a few things have been happening recently. So Trump was obviously banned from Twitter. Amazon Web Services pulled the plug on Parler. Uh, yes. And right. So this the only reason I know about Trump and the only reason I know about Parler is because... So I'd removed all of these other apps from my phone, just like you over Christmas. And then... The, the day that the Amazon thing happened, um, I got a new follower on Parler. <laughs> I haven't had a new follower on Parler for, you know, six months. And so suddenly I just get this ping, don't recognise the sound, what's this? It's a new, new follower on Parler. Oh, well, let's check this person out. Click on this person and their feed is, you know, re-echoing or whatever the term is, all these posts. And I'm like, what the hell has been going on? And here's the guy who, the CEO of Parler or whatever, saying, right, we'll probably be down for about a week. We're moving everything lock, stock and barrel. Bear with us. But, yeah, you so, know... So, so Amazon... Unbelievable. Pulled, Amazon have pulled the plug. Uh, I'm Does, not, I'm a- not, Apple have pulled them from the App Store. Yeah, I'm not sure about Google, but I know Apple have, have, have banned them from, from the App Store. So you can no longer download Parler from the App Store. Um, Gab, obviously years ago were uh, were pulled from the App Store and from the Google Play Store. Um, Gab have been using their own hardware for some time and Parler are now, are now saying, well, look, we, we have this kind of backup plan of our, of our own metal work. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Um, we're going to be saying that. But um, are they thinking Are they thinking far enough ahead? Because one of the questions I was, and this is, this is I was wondering whether it was like an opportunity for, you know, for, for entrepreneurs in that, okay, you might have your own hardware. But and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. What about what about your internet connection? Yes. What about if you're you know you're you're you know so, right, so well, you're you've got to be, this is very much my area. Yeah. yeah. So how far how far do you this is a question to you, how far do you have to go? Because, In terms of ownership. For example, if uh, you know, so you let's say say you you're on AWS and you're worried about them pulling you, so you think, right, I'm gonna buy my own servers. Got my own servers now. Uh, Which what, what what about what about my internet connection? How do I get online? Okay, my, I might be online with with a such and such provider. Um, what do they pull? Um, what do they pull you? Okay, well let, let, you know, can, can can we use someone? Can you know? So you started your own internet connection firm. Um, can you you know how how hard is it for you to create your own you know your own mini company to do that? And then and then what happens if the, do the people who own the cables can they say yeah we don't really like your opinion now we're gonna we're gonna cut you off? How do you have to get does it get have to get to the point where you own your in all the hardware including like the cables underneath the to roads, get to the people who want. To, to actually, you know, how far are the non-evangelical left going to have to go? Because basically, the why, evangelical left own everything. Why do you think? Why do you think they wanted to nationalise the broadband? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, you you have got to look at this in that in that way. Now, well, I might as well use a live example. Okay, this happened today. Okay which is that I get forwarded an abuse report, okay, from uh, the data centre provider that I use 
to host the servers that Lockdown Skeptics is hosted on. Lockdownskeptics.org, this is the website run by uh, Toby Young. Uh, the name speaks for itself, okay? Do you know, I went back, I went back over Christmas and I went back to the first ever posts on Lockdown Skeptics, kind of middle of April. Um, really interesting to go back and, and look at and see how how that all how that all started and the kinds of things that we were all reading about, you know, back then. I I volunteered, uh, I mean, our services to host that that site because I wanted to stay up because I knew that they'd been um, experiencing other people trying to get them taken down. And this is what you're talking about: someone trying to take someone else down. So I get forwarded this email today from a a doctor a consultant in infectious diseases, I'm not gonna dignify them by saying their name, um, saying uh, you should take this down, saying this is a site spreading misinformation, saying in you know, our global fight, do you really think this is in line with your company's ethical and moral, um, you know, moral objectives? And so not only have I had a cancellation attempt on me and my job, but now I'm getting sent people trying to cancel lockdownskeptics.org, which happens to be hosted on, on my servers. Now, I say my servers, but I'm renting that server. I haven't physically bought it. It's being rented from a data center company. What if the data center company turn around and say, well, look, I had to have a conversation with them today, and they're saying, oh, you haven't broken any laws. This is free speech. It's fine. And we've taken other measures to separate things out a bit so it's all directly tied to me. In the same way that I said, I'm uncancelable, that's fine. You tie everything to me and my name. I'll stand by this, okay? I'll deal with the flag. But you're right. There's, it's not just, it's not just this. It's not just the data. It's, nope. the, it's the internet connection right. as well. Right, and so I think this is where we need to distinguish between the term internet connection, which I think most people listening to this will think about the cables that run into their home. The cables that run into your home are different to the types of cables and the types of services that are connecting data centers. When we first hosted Sounding Board, it was in this room, connected on my home internet connection, albeit it was the most resilient internet connection in the city, because I had multiple internet connections coming into here, okay? And it was hosted across all of them. That's what my company does. It gets there's clever things with software in order to be able to use more than one. Now, we do the same thing in data centers. Data centers themselves and the providers connecting service to it do similar things as well. They won't just have one provider if they do they're stupid. They'll have more than one connection to in quotes the internet. But even that's simplified because the higher up you go, the bigger the organization that is hosting lots of servers in a data center somewhere, they all connect to each other. It's called peering. And so let's say I want to get to the BBC. Am I really going on the internet at all if on my internet connection I get to a data center that happens to peer or in fact even host a bit of the BBC in the same data center? And so it goes through some cables from one floor to another and I get to the BBC server and then it comes back again. And have I touched the internet? Is that the internet? You can argue that everything is the internet. I mean, you know, the term internet of things where every device, everything is, is connected in some way. But it is all about ownership. At the moment, it is law breaking. That means you've got to remove content from servers and take things down. My understanding at the moment is that the cables themselves aren't cut off that they're not going after the people owning the cables that you you know you rent from someone else. So yeah, you know, you talk about ownership, you'd have to dig up the ground and put your own cables in. But again, who owns the ground? Mostly let, the government. Okay, so let, let, let me give you a scenario here. So um, let's say you and I create our own social network for free speech. Okay, okay. so that's writing the software first of R all. Right, writing the software. Uh, we start off by hosting it on AWS, but then we think, you know what, we uh, we're not going to do this now because we, you know, because uh, 
precedent has been set. Yes. AWS could turn us off. So we could go and buy a physical service. That's so the first go, thing. We could go and buy a physical service. We buy it. We buy it. We buy a, a building somewhere, a warehouse. Let's say. Right. You want to go okay. the whole hog? Okay. Right. So we're not hosting it in our own homes. We, we, it's, it's a proper office location somewhere. So what I would do? Small. Okay. Hang on. Um, we've got the servers there, and then we get an internet connection or multiple internet connections with yeah. external providers. Yeah. Presumably, at some point, they could. You're say, making a data center. That's what you're doing there. Sure. But presumably, the people who provide your connectivity could say, "We don't like we don't like free speech anymore. We could turn you off." And then, what do you do? Do you have to create your multiple own multiple providers? Is the first is the first. Sure, but but let's say they all go down this route. Well, and that's and that's where I think we really do have to discuss it because if it's against the law, then yes, all of them are going to do it. It's not. Let's say it's not against the law. They're just doing it the same way that. It, but then they won't all do it. Comp competition will kick in. They all have different policies. It, you know, it, it really has got to be something really bad, and in which case it'll it'll probably be against the law. You know, you. But it, the Amazon, Amazon are doing this. So I'm 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 wondering whether it's going to because this is this is a bit of a slippery slope. Oh, it totally is. And if Amazon are doing it. Then other companies potentially could say, you know, well, you know, we don't want to be, we don't want to be seen. This is where you start creating. The we don't want to be seen networks. as being, as being, okay. uh, you know, providers to the far right, yeah, to the Nazis. So, okay, you know, so how are dodgy websites kept online? Is kind of your yes, your question, I suppose. So, one thing to do is get out of the country. You know, the, you know, you can certainly look at a website in another country, and it's not, you know, that slow. Global networks aren't aren't that bad. Certainly, if you're not talking about you know huge amounts of media, um, but you can get blocked by individual ISPs. So let's say you're with look, I'm not casting any aspersions here of any kind. Let's say you're with BT, you know one of the biggest ISPs in the country, BT Retail. I'm not talking about open reach and the cables in the ground here. I'm talking about the retail ISP. Lots of people still with that. They could have a block list. They do have a block list. And there's enough internet legislation now for the government, for you know, law enforcement to say, I need you to take this website offline. Now what they mean by that is, you don't host it, I want to, you to stop your users from getting at it. Sure. And so they could go, soundingboard.com, blanket ban on soundingboard.com. Any, any BT user, doesn't matter what type of cable they've got going into their house, if they're with BT, they can no longer get to soundingboard.com. This is where you start playing whack-a-mole. Really. Uh, this, is, this is where names change. I mean, you, you remember we have people like kim.com popping up here and there on you know different services, the Pirate Party. Um, you know, Assange with uh, WikiLeaks. They try to take people offline, and then what happens generally is if it's if, if it's big enough and important enough, which generally speaking, if someone's getting banned, then it is. Other people will then start volunteering to host. You end up with kind of tour arrangements where your stuff is distributed. Distribution, you know, the Bitcoin effect is probably where this goes. The other the other way round it is, but it is a it is fairly closed in this sense. We could create a service that everyone needs to connect to. Now, by that I mean they use their internet connection, but then they create a VPN for want of a better term. You know, they they encrypt their traffic to you, so you host an encrypted website, and the only reason you can get to it is if you've got the keys, and so. You then have almost something that you have to control the registration for and allow people to get to it without the ISP knowing. So they don't know they're going to soundingboard.com. So their block doesn't work because your traffic is obscured and looks is, like something else. This is my worry. In you create a shadow network. Sure, this is my worry in that the only people who would be able, potentially be able to view you drive it underground. stuff. You drive and underground. People using VPNs, using Tor, yeah. be on the dark web. So I've seen, uh, so, uh, you know, the way that you can get to a domain name like soundingboard.com uh, is through something called DNS. This is the domain name system. And this is 
let's face it, just a series of agreements made around the world. There are, in quotes, standard, uh, standards for how you translate names into numbers. You know, every computer in the world has got uh, an IP address, uh, and, and even that is regulated to a certain degree. You know, they all have to be unique. No one can remember the numbers, so you remember names and you register names, and that's how you get to web pages. Yeah, well, take well, someone I'm, down. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how, how good they are these days, but I remember in the past there were, um, you know, certainly some ISPs, and you know, like for example, even like at work and stuff, you'd have you'd have like block lists of sites. Um, but I remember having an add-on that would. Uh, in, if you went to like a certain site, instead of going to the site, it would look up the IP address and then go to the IP address because the site might be blocked. Yes. The IP address wasn't. Yes, yes. Um, so it go. Go, get around in that. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, but what if your DNS provider? So you've just built your data center there, okay? And um, none of the people who supply you all the cables to your data center, they're all fine with it. But the DNS provider isn't. You know, can you do your own DNS? What if some people then say, oh, no, your DNS servers aren't trustworthy? You, you just spread out from there. And effectively, what we do, if, if this happens, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen, it's just it's not happening on a grand enough scale for everyone to know about. This is dark web territory. Yeah, this so is drive it underground. Ultimately, my question was going to be, is there going to be an internet for the evangelical left? And ultimately, that's, just, that's just called the internet. Correct. And ultimately, is there going to be a second internet, which is going to be for everybody else? Um, yeah, I think it's already started, and I think that's a, there's a there's a very real possibility of that. I'm aware of, in the last week of an exodus from Twitter and from WhatsApp. Sure. Now, WhatsApp has had encrypted communications between you know, an end-to-end encryption between between users for some time. It was something I saw as a good thing that you know Facebook, the parent company, added. And and yet, people I know who are not tech evangelists, not free speech evangelists, like us maybe, um, moving away from WhatsApp um, to Signal uh, and and to others. I mean, so, I, so, I, so you've been you've been more switched on than I have over the last week. What's that about as well? Yes, yes, people are moving to Gab. Parlor's down. Hopefully, be back. People are moving to Signal. Yeah, Signal and Telegram. So I've been on Signal and Telegram for some time. I mean, I, I, I kind of try all messages. Yeah, we've um, tried a few in the last week. Because in, in Signal and in Messenger, you get a you get a, a little pop up that lets you know one of your contacts has joined. Right. And I've been getting so many of these. So and so has joined Telegram. Yes. So and so has joined Telegram. So and so has joined Signal. Signal. Yeah. They've been popping up left, right, and centre. It's because what's driven that? So WhatsApp now have they've changed. I'm not sure whether they're getting rid of encryption, but they're now sharing data with Facebook. Oh, and it, it may right. just be metadata, but that's still that's still too much. I, I, still too I remember much. when, when Obama was talking about oh, it's, it's just metadata. We don't we're not, we don't we don't want access to your uh, you know to, 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 the to, to the content. It's just the metadata. But you can tell a lot about people from the metadata. You, you know what, what what about if you if you for example if you you know, you could tell. We're that, talking about date, time, and location. Well, yeah. We're talking about source and destination. But just even even if it's just the, just the people you're contacting, you know, you, you might find out that you know. Let's say that you you can tell that somebody has been messaging their oncologist, and then their Samaritan, and the Samaritans, and then you kind of see them on a bridge. You, yeah. You, know, you can you can tell. Yes. What's going through their mind just through the metadata. Um, and now they're sharing that with Facebook. So yeah, I haven't been. I'm, 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 I still do use WhatsApp. I say I use it. There are well, a for the people that there are a couple of message groups right. that that I'm I'm, I'm yeah, trying to get out of. Um, but I'm not going to use it for anything else. Everyone else, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm on Signal now. Um, yeah, just message message me on Signal. Yeah, well, it, it took long enough to get most friends and family onto WhatsApp because it was easier than text messages. Sure. So now we've got to do that all again. I mean, Signal is very similar, isn't it, in terms of kind of feel and the way it, the way you, you add things to it. Um, I've not used Telegram for ages. There are obviously others as well. But you said to me that Signal was still kind of top on the privacy lists. Yeah, sure. So privacytools.io is the website I type. I mean, there are a few privacy websites. That that's the best one. They rate Signal as the best 
Messenger. The only criticism that they have... It's and tied to a mobile have, number, which I don't is, like. That's the only thing, yeah. It's tied, it's tied to a mobile number. Mm. Um, you know, we could have complete... You know, there are other messaging systems. You know, the, the, the Riot that we... Oh, it's not Riot. It's Element. Element, isn't it? Yeah, um, based on the Matrix network. Based on Matrix. Yeah, that's, that's a bit more distributed. You can host your own servers, that kind of thing. That's, that's yeah. not too bad. Edward Snowden uses Signal, which is possibly that's the good enough for me. phrase that you could, you could give it. Um, so it's good enough for him. He <coughs> yeah. was using it when you know he's been using it for years. Uh, right. So yeah, it's pretty. It, other than being tied to your mobile number, it's it's secure. They don't have access to your metadata. They're not giving it to anyone. Okay. Um, and even where things are hosted as well. So for example, you want if you're going to use any kind of data provider for for anything, you want like a bit. So let's say VPN. Um, you want not only do you want something that has like a no logging policy. Yes. You you want it to be. Uh, independently audited and, and investigated, which so the, the one that we, you and I use, Proton VPN, they, yep. they've, they've been independently audited. You want it outside. You at least want it outside the US and the UK. Yeah. What you really want is outside. So the five eyes, the nine eyes, and the fourteen eyes. Uh, these different kind of countries that have different agreements about these are intelligence data, sharing, for yeah. sure. Um, but they're, they're <laughs> so sneaky because they have they all have laws about we don't spy on our own citizens. But, well, quite know, happily help someone else spy on this. Spy on your citizens, you spy on mine, yeah. and then we'll exchange data. Um, you don't, you don't, you don't want anything, you know, within the fourteen eyes, which is why again, Proton is is based in Switzerland, which is completely outside of all that. Yeah. You also don't want it in a country because there are some countries that are outside the fourteen eyes, but they have laws which mean the government can compel companies to give them the encryption keys. My goodness. Which is shocking. So even though it's encrypted, they can demand the keys and they can still get access. So you want you know, countries that don't have this legislation in as well. So like, I think I think Sweden at the moment is fine. There's, there's, there's a very good VPN company in Sweden. But they're proposing laws at the moment to give yeah. them an encryption key. So if you're using that particular company, you need to you know, you perhaps will want to move out at some point. And it depends on the company you've ever heard have you ever heard of LavaBit? No. So LavaBit was the email company that Edward Snowden was using. Right. And they were based in the US. And I can't remember the guy's name, but he was he was a free speech evangelist, um, and they compelled him to like Jack Dorsey supposedly was five years ago. Well, no, this is this is a proper guy. Right. Um, so the government, the U.S. government, compelled him to give them the encryption keys for uh, for LavaBit, which meant that not only did the government have access to Edward Snowden's emails. It would have access to everybody's emails on LavaBit. Yeah. So what he did was he just destroyed the entire site and said, "Here, here are the keys," and then gave them the keys to nothing, which is kind of what you want. But it's yeah, it's not as far from ideal. But he destroyed everybody's email. In he the destroyed process. destroyed every everything. Yeah, because he because he didn't want he didn't want them to have access. And they came after him <coughs> as well. They said, yeah. "Well, you're not you're not um, yeah. you know you, you, this isn't in good faith, etc." And, and they came after him for that. So. One of the ways around these things is, and you spoke to me about this earlier today, actually, when we were talking about storage of data, and you said, well, I might use this tool now, which is where you kind of you personally encrypt it. Correct. You yeah. still use a, a well-known online service to store your data, but you encrypt it yourself. So they've just got, they've just got nothing. But the point is, they're not the ones doing the encrypting. You know, even with Signal, it's the signal app doing the encrypting. I mean, this, this is where you end up. You know, are you going to are you going to end up with one-time pad? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. But this is where you end up. And the idea, but this is the other thing. This is the other thing. You and I know a pencil and a, a pencil, paper, and a dice, and you and I can encrypt our communications. Yep, as long as we shared something in advance. And that something could itself be encrypted in some way between us. It could be something that, that no one knows we've shared. You know, this is where you can start getting clever about it. But you know, we could do that, and we could still use WhatsApp, and we could still use everything else. I mean, okay, that's a, the difference there. You're talking about metadata and finding out stuff about it. But we could use a system and encrypt our communications ourselves. Now, what do you think? Intelligent lawbreakers, I'm going to use this term now, are, are doing with these services or with any other service. Well, for sure, all they're going to do is they're going to ban encryption from the regular everyday user and terrorists are going to be using a pen and pad. Exactly, exactly. And the, the, the idea 
that encryption is something that you can ban or control or demand the keys from the companies and all this kind of stuff. And that will stop. Yes, it will stop the stupid law lawbreakers because they didn't think, think about the people it. People aren't an issue. And exactly, they're not. They're not a problem. You'd find them out in with regular policing anyway, probably. Uh, no, you 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 invade the privacy of. Uh, of everyone else in the process, but they're they're also so there are different ways you talk about using messaging, but um, you know, kind of companies and and, and, and apps like Signal and stuff. But they're so. But we could use a normal email service, but as long as we just encrypted our stuff first before we typed it in. Or one step further than that is that what apparently what some terrorists do is that they will uh, they will use an email service, and again, regardless of whether they're encrypting it or not, they both have the same login. To the same email, so they never actually send any emails. Oh, they're all just sat in drafts. So all I do is I just go into uh, Gmail or whatever, and I just type never something, and then you just, you know, have access to it a couple yeah. of minutes later, yeah. read it and delete it, and that's oh, it. God, I was doing this. I was doing this at school, and like the shared text file, a text file somewhere. Like when they when they banned, you know, net send or whatever. <laughs> You just yeah, had because you net send that <laughs> yeah. everybody. Yeah. So, so you started writing in the same notepad file somewhere. I mean, I'm, I was doing that in the nineties. Of course. <laughs> this is this is what you do. Yeah. God, we've really gone down the privacy road there. Yeah. So you, I mean, you 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 talked about the purge. So do you, do you mean the exodus, or you know, is it? No, I, just I, think, I think about? I think I think they were going to be. I think there are going to be more high-profile people and, and people in general. So t- Twitter has been booting people off left, right, yep. and centre. Not just Trump, lots of other people. Right, right, and centre. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, not far left, but you know, <laughs> centre left, right, and centre. Maybe <laughs> um, you know they, they, they'll be booting people off. I think this is going to continue to happen. Um, I think. Companies like Parler or Parlay or however you pronounce it, and Gab and whatever, they're going to be people are going to come after them. I read the Wikipedia entry for Gab. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's all just you know far right like evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, is there okay on a positive note? Is there an opportunity for entrepreneurs, not necessarily your eye, but for people to come up with you know data centers with you know service providers with internet you know connections to say you know what we are the free speech internet yep. connection yeah you can do what, what you want you know as long as it's not illegal because we have to obey the law uh, but you can do whatever you want we're not going to shut you down for your there opinions must be. there must there must be I, I, I mean the fact that people are leaving Twitter for gab says it and they left Twitter for for parley says it um, I think I think the same is going to apply for those other things as well. Um, it's just how political it ends up getting because the larger the company gets, again, this is this is the power of decentralization. Okay, what you need is for everyone to host everything. You need it to be Bitcoin. You need it to be this decentralized system where you can't even tell where it is, so that it's difficult. To, you know, the, the point of blockchain. Is basically you can't take it down now. Sure, and this, yeah. this is this is one of the. So I was having a conversation earlier on with somebody about VPNs because people some people were I was in a I was in a, a, a signal group and people were asking me about VPNs and encryption stuff, saying what do you think about this VPN provider? And I, I remember saying, you know, probably okay, but they're in the US, which means yes. that they can hand over their keys. I I I would I would use one of these other providers instead. I'm yeah. kind of talking about that, and then someone else said, um, I only use. Twitter and, and and signal for this and this. Do I really need a VPN? And my answer was, you probably don't need one. But I, you know, I don't really need one. But I'm trying to normalise privacy. Yes. I, I want to get it so that everybody a VPN is just what you use, where everybody ne- eventually realises that they don't want the government snooping around. Um, and you know, you don't want the, the state to have access to privacy your data. needs to be normalised totally. So, if you normalise privacy, so I, I I use I use my VPN for everything. I use you know I, I use Signal Messenger for messages that don't need to be encrypted, just because I want every message to be encrypted. I want that to be the absolute norm. So yeah. I'm 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 advising everyone. Yeah, Proton has a free VPN that you can just download and and, and use on your phone, on your computer. Um, they also I think they also have. Uh, and you know we're not sponsored by Proton, by the way, but they're you know they're, they're a decent provider. Uh, they also have you can get like free emails with them as well, so you can have encrypted email. 
Um, if you if you don't do that, just you know use PGP or something to. I was about to say to you, do you remember pretty good privacy? I mean, that was that was that's been around for donkey's years, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon. I, I'm trying to laugh. The first time I used it was probably the early two thousands, I think. Yeah. Um, Talk about sponsorship, um, and you saying you know there's a there's an opportunity for entrepreneurs. Do you find that you I, I don't I don't consider I'm easily advertised to. But do you find more recently that with the podcasts that you listen to that are on our side in one way, shape or form, that you are much more amenable to their I, I want, adverts? Yeah, I, I feel you, what you deliberately want I've to been, consume their services. I've been looking for products that I can buy. Me from, too. From, from, because Toby Young has read it out in his, his <laughs> fantastic... You know, he's he's adver- he's got an advert voice, and it's, it's, it makes it so much more human. But so, so, even if even if he didn't have that advert voice, I would want to support something. People who support ad- the people. That yes, was, was advertised on 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 uh, whatever London Calling, for example. Or if, if yeah, if have you heard? Um, have you heard Michaela Peterson do an advert on the on the Jordan B Peterson podcast? I skip through all those. She's brilliant. Issues. She she's brilliant in in not quite the same way as Toby Young reading one out. She's she's clearly written an excellent script for them, but it's self deprecating. It's right, funny. Okay, I won't skip through it. Then. Oh no, don't skip through them. It's like it's like this amusing bit at the beginning, because I was my instant reaction was skip skip the adverts, but then I found myself listening because she makes it compelling right. and she's really dry. Oh, she's got a great sense of humour. Yeah, um, and but yeah, I, I'm the same as you. I've been wanting to seek out those products that are willing to advertise with the people that I know are not the the, the people that are likely to get cancelled by their platforms people, and people with heterodox thoughts and opinions. Yeah, um, you know, in fact, it's almost been a point where I've I've almost wanted to say just to email these people and saying. I saw your advert on lockdown skeptics. I'm not in a position to buy from you now, but I appreciate that you're keep up the good work. Yeah, thought, keep up the good work. As soon as I, you know, if, if I, I need, need your, it, I'll go there. If I ever need this particular service or good, then I will come to you. Yeah. just to just to let them know that the, yes, the advertising. Yeah, because otherwise, the only thing, the only way they do know is if they see an uptick in sales, and, that, and it, yeah, this makes it very difficult to know what has ever caused those and what marketing things work. So let, okay, let's. I wonder whether because because heterodox thought. An opinion is being driven underground. Yeah, um, I mean it's not quite underground yet, but it is being driven underground. Yes, and because and getting to advertisers and having them pull it. The the it wasn't technically tea. Who was it? Uh, the you're shouting at tea. What, what? Yorkshire tea. Yorkshire tea. Yes, yeah. there's a classic example. The, the 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 mob driven up on Twitter just because you know someone's pictured with Yorkshire tea. It was Sunak, wasn't it? It was Commander Sunak. Yeah. yeah. Um, but because 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 it's being driven on the ground, you and I are not going to be the only people who have these opinions who want no. to support things. I'm wondering whether we could see a stage where actually, if you advertise on say lockdown skeptics, you're more likely, even though the audience is smaller, you're more likely to get an uptick, and it'll be your bang per buck. Would be oh, I see. Because than, of the effect we're describing yeah, now, than advertising on just some. You know, some, just on some, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or a podcast that gives away everybody's opinion. The, you know, the, the opinion, the current zeitgeist that it's nothing new. Yeah. Um, because that's so wishy-washy these days, um, it, it might not have the effect. Yes. I'd like might. to. I'd like to think that would happen. That the sorts of people mm. that listen to these podcasts are going to be the sorts of people that want to support them and want to keep them going, so they're more likely to buy it. Whereas, you know, you listen to something that's just. Any old thing, yeah, skip through that, not interested. Yeah. That, I would like to see that. Maybe, that, yeah. maybe that's a positive note we can end it, end it on. So, you, you can't do that on this podcast because we don't want your money and we don't have any sponsors. Um, you know, we, we, we don't want... We it's don't funny, want. isn't it? I, I, only, after, only after listening to uh, Michaela Peterson, I, 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 I craved a sponsor just, just because, not because we need the money particularly, but because I want to read it out, I want to joke about it. I want to, I okay, want well, to make so it part we, of the we, podcast. We, we, we've done this before. What we could do is we could we could read out a small, you know, paragraph about 
you know goods or services that we endorse so we yeah. don't you know we don't we don't want your money we don't get it so this week proton vpn and proton mail um, yes so you can, you can get the protonmail.ch uh they're based in switzerland they're outside the 14 eyes they have a free VPN that you can use. I think they may even have like a free email service that you can use. Which is like a cut. It's a, it's a freemium model, isn't it? Yeah, Whereby it's a you pay a little bit so you, and you get. So, so you and I will be paying for everybody else to, free people. to, to, yep. to, to use this free service. But it will just it will just help normalizing privacy. So if you're looking yep. for a decent email provider and a decent VPN, check out Proton VPN. Thank you for listening to Sounding Board. You've been great. We will see you again next time.